Welcome to Shemika Conmigo with me, your hostess, La Zambiana. Thanks for stopping by and I hope you enjoy today's episode. 1,000 awesome Zambians. Welcome to part two of my Shemika Conmigo interview with Ngosa Chungu. I would like you to um, take a moment and um, listen to part one if you haven't yet. If you have, thank you for making it to part two. I hope you enjoy this episode. Personally, I enjoyed this conversation with Ngosa Chungu. As a reminder, this is also part of my 1000 awesome Zambians interview project. If you haven't heard the other interviews, you can catch up with them right now or immediately after you listen to this episode. Thanks again and please sit back and enjoy part two of my interview with Ngosa Chungu. For the longest while you've had a very interesting pinned tweet. I hope it's still it's still up. It's still up um, because I don't want to reference the wrong thing. So let me just go back because I noticed it. You know, and I was like, um, hmm, this is interesting. What is she working on? Oh, maybe oh, oh, no, oh not, the, no. uh, yes, it's yes. still pinned. It's still pinned. Yes, but, but don't tell us just yet. Maybe you could tell us at the end. I, I want to ask okay. you, um, you know, you did allude to it a little bit when you talked about a team, right? You talked about how, yeah. you know, yes, you went to Cannes, you were in Germany, um, you came to, well, it came to Spain. Did you come to Spain? It no, did. Yes, yeah. it did. It came to Spain. So it did. multiple of Spain, actually. Uh, yes, actually, it was even in, in the city where I live. And everyone, well, a few people that I know, they were like, yeah, so there's this football documentary from Zambia. I was like, well, <laughs> the lady who made it, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, yes, 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 yes. I might, I might have said we had coffee and wine a few times, but I, uh, that you know, no, I didn't. I like, I don't like. Um, but I want to ask. No, what but was, I, we went to Mundawanga. Don't you remember? Get, we had a yes, lovely day. I, at oh, so then there was wine. There definitely was yeah, wine. Um, well, see. Um, no, but I, music and alcohol for sure. Yes, yes. Um, what I want to know is um, how. What was the reception? Of, of this film, both locally and internationally. You're the best person to, to tell us, you know. Um... To be quite honest, I am still overwhelmed by um, how receptive people were to the story. Because, I mean, really, it's a story about um, humanity, right? About the underdog who, you know, triumphs despite the odds. Right. A lot of people like uh, are like, you know, I, I thought this was going to be a documentary about football, but really this is a documentary that's about life. And I deliberately made a film that was telling a, a story. It just uses football as a way, mm -hmm. as a language to tell that story. But really yeah. the way that it's presented, I, I didn't even, it, it doesn't even follow like, you know, a traditional documentary format. Like the inspiration for it was like Gladiator. <laughs> like ah, when I was oh, making wow. I was thinking Gladiator, you know, that kind of story where, you know, that like, you know, it, it, you know, Maximus uh, has such heart in that, right? And you yes. really root for him and you want him to win. You want him to overcome his circumstances and the tragedy of him losing his family. Sorry if I spoiled it for anyone, but that film has been out for like 20 years. Um, <laughs> and um, and no, I wanted to say- Don't worry about them, don't worry about them. 
I, you know, I wanted the same thing about 18 because I was like, this story is about who we are as a people. Like football was used for, uh, to tell people this is who Zambia is. Right. We are coming mm. together like, you know, there's no, you know, Genesis uh, where says in the film, there's no Lunda, there's no Bemba, there's no Tonga. You know, when you put on the green jersey, we are one Zambia, one nation. And that's yeah. the same thing that people it's like when we are coming together to do stuff for the country. It's not about like your your tribe, your ethnicity, your gender, you know, where you're from, whatever. It's about us all being Zambian. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I, I just I, I really want people to 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 feel that and also to get a, a deeper understanding of who we are beyond, you know, AIDS, because literally when I was out and about, if anybody had heard anything about Zambia, it was to do with AIDS. And if yeah. it wasn't to do with AIDS, I remember um, uh, when President Tulu was trying to like change the constitution to get a third term. <laughs> that became news like just as I was going to Stanford and I was like oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> no and, and people think maybe Victoria Falls but Victoria Falls is marketed better by Zimbabwe and South Africa I was in yeah. Los Angeles and I almost hit someone driving because I looked up at a billboard and I was so excited travel to the Victoria Falls except it was a visit South Africa billboard where they were like, oh, it's just a day trip. It what? made it seem like when you're in South Africa, right? Yeah, you can yeah. just like hop on the plane, right? Go yeah. to another part of South Africa, see the Victoria Falls and go yeah. back. But literally, yeah. like they do day trips. There is like the day trip where you, uh, you fly from Joburg to Livingston, right? You yeah. fly in the morning, you visit the falls and then you fly back in the evening. You don't even yeah. have to stay. And no. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> No! I, 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 I don't know exactly yeah so um yeah like uh, just around the world it didn't matter where I went people just really really love the story because it's a fairy tale I mean it, it you know it's gut-wrenching when the, you know when the team dies because you can see like they had such potential we were on yeah. our way to qualifying to the world cup for the first time I really do believe we could have achieved that then Right. And yeah. then seeing how we rebuilt ourselves and then how against the odds we were able to win AFCON 2012, you know, and then just, you know, the, the 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 symmetry of it all, you know, 18 years after 18 players died, um, you know, 18 penalties were taken for us to win AFCON for the first time. I mean, you can't write that. I mean, it's amazing. No. No. Um, and, then no. with, and then with Zambians, um, you know, initially when it first came out, there were a couple of grumbling people saying, you should have made it like this, you should have made it like that. And there's oh. not really one way to tell a story. This is the way that I told it, right? Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you have a way to tell it, this is not the only documentary that should or, or, or will be, be made. made. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah. if you don't like what I did, go out and make your own. Eh, eh. Yeah. Me, I like what I made. If you don't like it, that's okay. So there were a That's couple nice. of people like who were just like whatever, but like all in all, like people were just like, I didn't realize like how amazing our story is. I didn't realize yeah. that we create um, at this level, at a world class level, um, mm -hmm. and then you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm so thankful to Zambi for believing in me, for helping to secure the archival footage rights initially, for then. Um, you know, and then also for sponsoring the film to go around the whole entire country. Because I was like, there is no point in all the world seeing it, right? Yeah, there's no yeah. point 
in, yeah. in, in me claiming that the film has gone to Cannes, right? And then yeah. not being, also, being able to claim that my people have seen it. And so yeah. I travel around the country, like the, on a cinema truck. So people got to see it on the big screen. And, yeah. you know, so many people were worried, like, no, it's in English. I was like, one, people watch EPL games. They watch La yeah. Liga games, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, they are commentated in English for us. And, yeah. and no. it was just amazing to see, like, all people, you know, arguing and saying, no, did it really happen like that? Yes, it happened like that. How could you forget? Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> and then seeing young people, like, being so amazed by the story, um, you know, yeah. people ducking out of work. Like, I remember when we were in Kaoma, there was a guy who came from the mill and he was literally covered in, 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 in millimill. He was white. Oh, <laughs> because wow. he had come from work to, like, yeah. come. And because he had, we, were, we were stopping by and, um, you know, but unfortunately, that, that, that showing was uh, during, uh, during the day on a weekday. Um, but he was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to see this by hook or crook. Um, and oh, wow. it was just... It, really lovely like traveling you know around the country again um you know with some with something that i was so um uh, proud of and then mm-hmm. you know the, the legacy of it has been like i you know i've done motivational talks with nigerians with americans not so much with zambians however hard i push and say look this story like can can lend itself to so many different um things are talking about teamwork talking about community um even talking about things like mental health and stuff that because of a lot of the stuff that i know from behind the scenes that i can then point out to when the story is going on all of these things um but then whenever zambians see it they're like i am so proud to be a zambian why don't Mm. we see this more and the fact of the matter Mm. is it's because you don't support the film i have made the Mm. film it is there for you to use but you do not want to pay and yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know why you seem to think I should give this to you for free. I put my Whoa. own money in. I still have not made money from it, right? Yeah. I still have not recouped the, you know, the tens of thousands of dollars that I sunk into this film. Because people always think about, oh, no, Zambief paid for it. No, Zambief paid no. for the footage rights. They paid for the stuff that other people had filmed or had, had archived. But all the yes. original footage, me and my production partner paid for. Right. Yeah. So traveling to South Africa to meet with the team and interview them, traveling mm-hmm. around the world, you know, uh, uh, to interview, you know, the people who were part of the story from, you know, uh, from the 80s onwards. All of that was paid for by me and my production partner. We have not recouped that yet. Right. For it to show on TV. Right. You, you in the same way that you pay for DSTV, DSTV then uses that money to pay for the things that you see on DSTV. Same yeah. with Netflix, right? So then yeah. if you want to see on, 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 on a Zambian channel, right, yeah? Guys, it's not that difficult because the thing is, we know that like all these companies sponsor the most useless of programs. All the yes. time. Yes. You're telling me they can't sponsor, right? Showing a team on the anniversary of the Gabon every, uh, the air disaster every year or on yes. Independence Day. Or by yes. the way, next year will be the 10-year anniversary of us winning AFCON 2012. And you know, every time those these anniversaries come up, I will get messages usually on Twitter where people are like, I don't understand. Why is it? What are the marketing managers of all of these firms doing? Yeah. What, what are you doing? It's so, yeah. it, it, and it really doesn't cost that much. And I know that you spend more on other things that are so useless that people are like, why did you even spend money on that? Right? Exactly. Yeah. They, they don't, yeah, they don't win. want to. 
they don't want to see the value in 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 what you're offering and you know going back to your tour around Zambia I'm so happy that you managed to do that but in my mind in my heart my my soul desire is that one big huge sponsor or several sponsors come along and they say you know what for the next 5 years or whatever how many years this movie is going to be available in schools part of xyz subject i don't know what subject but like students right. have access to it and it's paid for so can that needs to happen that needs to happen you, you know and the thing is is that like i have suggested all of these things and they're like oh god i haven't you eaten enough what dude Dude, all, the, all the money that I got from Zambia pretty it went to the archival footage right so to global yeah. media houses yeah it went to taking the film around the world right yeah. so Emirates took so much of that money me flying everywhere right hotel <laughs> like <laughs> like film festival fees yeah. <laughs> and then it went to uh, taking the film around the country for fill for free in a cinema truck Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that. That's what it went to. So for me I'm just like what are you what 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 are you saying? Nadella what? Like no. <laughs> exactly. you know, yeah. Like it it it, it 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 honestly it it hasn't happened and I'm not I'm the thing is I'm not upset and I don't regret any of the decisions that I made. Yeah. yeah. What disappoints me is you trying to create a narrative that does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, I, I hope the, like there, there is demand for it. So it's online, right? Good. It's available yes. online. People can rent or 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 buy it online. Um, the link is but, in your Twitter bio for example for people who pretend yes. not to see me. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's in my it's in my it, it's okay at the moment it may not I think it is in my Instagram bio but um the other thing that is in my pin tweet might be in my Instagram bio I'm not sure and it's it's on my Facebook page you know when it says watch now you can just one click yeah boom <laughs> and it takes you there um yeah so you know it's on Vimeo so you can just search for 18 um e18 h t e a m or you can also spell it e i g h t e a m because it's you know Excellent. 18 because of the the what do you call it the the number 18 featuring um as i said before and then football team put it together 18 which kind of sounds like 18 ha 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 but funny like the production words the funny thing is, is that me and my production partner didn't come up with it it was his oh, and my production partner is spanish right and then yes. his best friend who's also spanish is the one who came up with it ah okay <laughs> and we were just like how did we miss that how yeah. did we miss No so yeah. you know sometimes when you're so involved or so close to something you know you're unable to see these potential connections but I love right. that you've broken it down for us you know like you've talked about what it what involved um you know making a team bringing it to life the production cost i mean you haven't given us the whole budget but at least we have a clear picture it wasn't like okay i've woken up today and i'm going to film this and la 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 because sometimes people have these preconceived notions and i love that you've been real with us you've broken it down for us as best as you could in this you know little period that we have to chat you know i yeah, appreciate we bootstrapped for yeah, for, I, for basically 3 years 
Like we bootstrapped, got it to, uh, you know, uh, got all the original uh, uh, footage. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, because it was Zambia's 50th anniversary celebration, we said, this film is so important. Like, please, can you give us like low grade footage so we can just show this to people? And people just thought like it was low grade because it was like, oh, we were harking back to 1988. And even though it wasn't in HD for, um, for uh, for, for AFCON 2012, um, yeah. It was good enough quality that people didn't notice. I think only if you're like a film person like me, you would notice and be like, Mm-mm, it can be clearer. Mm-hmm. And yes. when people watched it again the next year after Zambi then saw the film and were like, wow, we need to get on this. And we were able to upgrade the footage. They were like, even in yeah. 1988, we could see the faces. Because in 1988, when we first showed it, you couldn't see the faces. And then they yeah. even saw like how bright, you know, the, the orange of the Ivory Coast shirt could be when it's in, yeah. in HD. And they're like, wow, like we... we we really didn't. But then also just the power of the story. I think people were just so swept up by it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. We don't care. We don't care what it looks so, like, you know? We don't care what it looks like. But yeah, it, it, you know, it, it was, you know, it took, a, it took a long time. And, you know, I'm trying to do the same thing with, you know, the Copper Queens. We need to oh, record them going to the Olympics for the first time. You do know, it. it. It's an important thing. So, you know, at the, at the you know, I, I, I sent a tweet out and, uh, you know, some people are now starting to try and rally and see what they can do about it because, you yeah. know, it would be sad, like, if the women's team don't get the same treatment that the men's team have gotten. We, we need a GoFundMe ASAP. We need a GoFundMe ASAP. You are there as a production. You, um, you know, the thing is, that, like, anybody, anybody can start that. Like, you know what? Like, this yeah. is the thing. Like, people are like, what do I need? Like, it's not even that hard. Like, you just, just, just start. Right. And I will support you in any way that I, I can. All I can say yeah. is I have the expertise and I have the will. Like what I need is the money. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. if you have money, because a lot of the time what people don't realize. Right. Think about when if you watch the Oscars, when best picture comes up, there are faces that you do not know that you have never seen. Yes. <laughs> do you know who that is? That's the money. Yes. That's the money. Yes, that's the money. So you see like the director, the actors or whatever and stuff and, and, you know, all the glitz and glamour side of it. But behind that is some serious clout. Most people aren't George Clooney who can do it all. Right. Yeah. Most people either have the money or they have the creativity. Right. Yeah. And so that's why you see on Best Picture all of these people that you don't know, because they're like, look, I have this money it can contribute to making something beautiful. That's what I'm going to do. And I know that there's people like that in Zambia who have money. We know they go to Chicago, they drop thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> in one weekend. Yeah. That, those same thousands of dollars could end up documenting the, the what do you call it? The, the copper queens. And that's something yeah. that you can claim forever. That is something that you can put on your CV. You can flex, you can put in your Twitter handle, producer, all oh, blah, blah, blah. Do yeah. yeah, and and if it's done well, hey, maybe it goes to film festivals again. Who knows what awards it could win? Yeah, 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 so, yeah absolutely. Like, and all you have to do literally is just hand over cash. All you have to I do know. is just hand over cash. Yeah, yeah, and you can claim to have been a part of something like truly amazing. Yeah, so yeah. you know, hopefully, someone is listening out there. And you have money, or you know, someone who has money. Tweet me. Yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I, I won't stop, you know, uh, DM me the tweet that you sent before. We must retweet that. And, you know, let's get some inches behind the Copper Queen's potential docu. Um, so, I mean, you've been 
working for a while now, several years. Yes. Mm -hmm. Could you please yes. share with us two, two, three lessons, you know, personal, professional, whatever you prefer that you've learned while working on a team specifically, or just in the film industry in general? Okay, so all of my life, the opportunities that I've gotten is because I'm Zambian, right? So I'd always stand out. It was always like a bunch of Nigerians, maybe some Kenyans, South Africans or whatever. And then I'd be like this like random Zambian or whatever, right? Um, and, you know, I've always been very proud of being Zambian, but every time I would come home, I would be told just how un-Zambian I am. And, oh. uh, uh, you know, when I came back, even when I was doing Today with Zamtel, like if you, if you, if, I, you know, I've wanted them to put that stuff on YouTube for the longest, but, you know, I was told that the internet is not for my personal use. However, you know, it would just be, it would be great marketing for Zambia because they literally have like a travel show <laughs> and have documented our history and stuff. But, and, you know, the, there's more seasons than my season. Patience Chisanga also like did three other seasons after me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just really important stuff that we should, you know, that we should, uh, we should see. Anyways, um, I was told that my accent would not be understandable. And I know I do talk very fast. And so my accent was even changed during that period because I was like, you know, I, you know, I trusted that like, you know, these people are experts, they would know better. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know what, like I'm enough. And, uh, you know, I am, I am, you know, I'm, I'm Zambian. There is no one, one size fits all Zambian. And when yes. I've just presented myself authentically, right, that has resonated with people. So with today with Zamtel, I just invested in like local designers and was wearing all of this Chitenge and stuff. And mm -hmm. when I first started, everyone was saying, no, you're making this too highbrow. Nobody understands what you're talking about. Like, this isn't interesting. And by the fourth episode, people would come up to me and tell me like, oh, did you know about this? Did you know about this place? Did you know that this happened here? Did you know this uh, custom in our culture? Like people were just like, I am so glad that you see us and we were hoping you would come to our, our neck of the woods so that you could see us too. Um, and, you know, there was a woman in Eastern province. I remember I was sitting in Zamtel in Chipata and she like ran from across the street and was like, I knew that the only person who could look that fabulous in Chitenge was you, Ngota. I am so glad that you are here. I can't wait to Aww. see the episode. I can't believe that we're also going to get like the Zamtel treatment. And I was just like, I really didn't think like this would have the kind of impact like me just wearing Chitenge and like investing in like fashionable clothing. Um, yes. It, would really make a difference and you know I met a lot of women who said that they created groups with their friends and their kids and particularly like their um their girl children and they would sit and they would be like you know what you can present yourself and you you know uh, being beautiful doesn't mean being dumb that you can be smart and present yourself really well and be proud of yourself and I had my natural hair and everything yes. and, you know, and just like you know like it is cool to be Zambian it is cool to embrace your Africanness so yes. for me it was like reclaiming myself like after years of being out there like at that point I'd spent two-thirds of my life like out in the world right yeah um, yeah but like, so it was deeply personal for me. I was like, if I'm going to invest in clothes that are going to look good in TV, like let it be clothes that I will want to wear for forever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to, to, to people, it really just showed a Zambian pride that they had never seen before. 
So yes. that's when I really started my love affair with story on another level and became a, a, a postdoc in nerdiness for story. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so that was the first thing that I learned, you know, just authentically present yourself. Um, yes. And, and it will resonate with, with people in the most unexpected ways. And so I, yeah. you know, continue to do that daily on social media and when I can on a bigger scale. Um, and then the the second um, thing I learned was that like, you know, I'm, I'm more resilient than I thought because a lot of people think that like people say yes to me all the time, but pretty much 99% <laughs> of the time people say no to me. They say, no, not yet. Zambia is not ready. Um, no. This is not something that should be done. Why are you doing this? You could be doing this. Like there's always like some sort of negativity coming my way on a daily basis. And, yeah. uh, by, 20, by 2018, it had taken a real toll on me. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and so I, I really had to tap into the deep recesses of myself and sort of rebuild myself. Um, yeah. and realized that like, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more resilient than I thought. Um, mm. uh, I, I, and that like, I can continue, I, I can continue to learn and grow in who yeah. I am. Right. And mm. that's why I say that I'm a work in progress, uh, right. Because there's always, there's always another level. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I felt like I had stagnated, right. And that the nose had finally got me, but they yeah. hadn't. And I, found, you know, I found a way to pivot. So, um, I learned that and then um, Matt you know what I really love clothes <laughs> I really love clothes and yeah. it, it, it has been a part of my story for like a really long time from the time when I was a kid and you know people would mistake me for a boy because you know in the 80s girls didn't wear shorts all that much in, yeah. in Zambia um, to me reclaiming, you know, uh, myself through, um, you know, Chitenge and, and, and things. And then now trying to think about how can I be sustainable and, and, and sort of tell a story of being like a responsible citizen in the world through my clothing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy expressing myself um, through, I really enjoy expressing myself through fashion. And, uh, you know, the pandemic has really taught me that like, you know, sometimes I'll tone myself down a bit because I know I'm a bit extra. Um, <laughs> but I realized, like, why? why? So even now, like after this, I'm going to be taking some pictures. I'm like all dressed up, you know, ready to be able to like post. I was like, this is what I look like when I was reporting the podcast. Because also when you dress a certain way, like it, it, it gives you a certain, um, you know, a certain confidence, right? Yes. And so even though, like, yes, I'm in, like, I'm in my house, like, you know, hold up. Um, in a room where no one will disturb me like you know I even have shoes on right I've like I've dressed up for the I've dressed up for the occasion and, I love yeah, it you know, you can... I love it oh my god <laughs> so yeah th- those are I, I think those are the three things uh, that I've that I've learned I'm sure I've learned more and I share them on Twitter like and and on Instagram my favorite place like yeah. a lot not so much on my Facebook page at the moment and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I've fallen out of love with Facebook for the moment, so I don't post so much there. Um, But yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitter, Twitter is is more serious uh, when I'm posting stuff, but then when I interact with people, I'm silly with my gifs. Um, And then Instagram is just sort of like, if you, you know, if you really want to see what my, my spirit and my soul are like, um, that's, 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 that's where I really sort of go in depth with that. And then, you know, I'm a little bit silly 
um, but also very serious in my stories. Like I'm, I'm basically like, you know, I always say that like, I, I'm either profound or I'm nonsensical. I'm like those two extremes. <laughs> like, at oh, every, I mean, any given point. It's, and it's I called balance. And it's called balance, yeah, it's, balance. it's called balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's absolutely, it's absolutely necessary. And yes. I realized that like finding that balance is, you know, having that like one-two punch is then yeah. what makes me really accessible. Because a lot of time people will be intimidated thinking, oh no, she's really serious and she's really cerebral and very academic. Mm-hmm. But I usually try to make all of those things as accessible as possible in, you know, in different ways, whether it's through images or GIFs or just like breaking down the jargon into like layman's terms. Because a lot of the time, like what uh, creates the barrier is the jargon, is, you know, the people being, you know, highfalutin. But like, if you just bring it down, people are like, oh, it's just that. And I'm like, yeah, it's just that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I mean, don't need to feel superior to people through language or like, uh, you know, weird terms and things like that. But like mm-hmm. any way that I can, I usually try and break it down. I mean, I think those are, you know, stemming from your skill already being a storyteller. As a storyteller, you will read your audience, you will know what will work best with this audience, how can I best deliver this, so you've got skills there, you know, a lot of us, you know, um, in different areas and different industries could and should be tapping into. Yeah, so thanks. I want to ask you, um, why do you think it's important? I think I know, you know, and you've, you've probably expressed this in one way or form. Why do you think it's important for Africans, for Zambians, to be able to tell our own stories through music, through literature, through art, through fashion, you know? Um, because the whole reason that, like, you know, we're going through this, like, global shift, um, which is hopefully a revolution, um, is because... Um, you know, uh, uh, white supremacy has been institutionalized in in every point. And people say, no, it hasn't been here in Zambia. It has. We thought that when we got independent, that was the beginning. It wasn't, that was the end. It wasn't, it was the beginning because we didn't, we didn't remove all of the things that, you know, that had been instituted during colonialism. They're like, no, but it was there. We just had to take it. No, we didn't. Because when they came, they didn't care what was here already, what different tribes thought, how they, you know, they governed themselves and what their culture was. They completely raised that and just put whatever they wanted that benefited them. And then we yeah. tried to manipulate that for our benefit. But you can't manipulate something that was never for you in the first place. Right. So the Public Order Act, as you can see all over the world, right, yeah, is what you know is is what policing is based on, right? And it is killing black people in America every day. You know, it is causing all this uh, in in all the strife in in, in Europe. And here we are, we are literally hurting ourselves based on things that people uh, a long time ago brought and left behind, right? So you know, and, and we believe we still believe too many of the lies and the propaganda that we were told that was able to upkeep slavery and colonialism, right? Mm-hmm. And so in, in order to disband that, in order to overcome that, we need to reclaim ourselves. And that means, uh, you know, going back in, into the past and retelling our histories, right? Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and we did try to, uh, to do that. If you go to like, you know, uh, our museums, Right. They used to be oriented towards um, saying how, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the British discovered um, uh, copper 
what the British yes. brought was uh, was industrialization, right? Yeah. So they industrialized copper production. But if you go to those museums, you will find that we are already trading as far as India with yeah. copper. With copper. Yeah. The, sign for, yeah, the sign for Zanaco. That yeah. is a copper ingot that used to be created in mud kilns yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Before the British came. Right. Mm -hmm. There are bangles and things that, you know, that have uh, 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 that have been excavated. Right. That date back to like the 10th century. Right. Mm -hmm. Know your history. Know your history. We knew how to prevent malaria using popo seeds, using quinine from bark and stuff. The what you call it? The British discovered it through gin. They thought it was the gin, but it's actually the tonic. Because tonic, tonic, they, so they didn't need to be drinking the gin. Drunkards, drunkards, they didn't need to be Any drinking excuse? the gin. The tonic, right? Yeah. Because the tonic is because of quinine, right? Mm-hmm. And so they discovered that the people who were drinking gin and tonic were the ones who were not getting malaria because they were getting protection from the quinine <laughs> and the tonic. They're thinking it's the yeah. gin. So imagine, we, we got taken over by people who are basically drunk. Drunk as yeah, a yeah. gun. Yes. what happened. Which is sad yeah. on so many levels, but anyways, yeah. we, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. but we are dying of malaria left, right, and center. How? Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> we used to do family planning, right? Yeah. We knew certain seeds that would release, uh, you know, estrogen, and uh, that, and we would put it, uh, we would put it in the beads, yeah, to prevent yes. ourselves from getting pregnant, and we'd be able to space people out. So this story of like overpopulation and people like having god knows how many children and all this sort of stuff that is another you know uh what do you call it western fantasy right yeah because the fact of the matter is zambia has so much land have you traveled through zambia most of the time when you're traveling you don't see another soul and yet we are overpopulated how how exactly yeah in urban areas yes they have overpopulation because like you know people are running from the rural areas and then they're piling up in, and, and creating settlement, like you know, the settlements and stuff, and we are not responding to that very well. Yes, but as a whole, like we have twenty national parks. Yes, the largest is the size of a whole country, Wales. It's almost the size of Rwanda. Kafue National Park is almost the size of Rwanda and is the size of Wales. One of the twenty, yeah. a whole country. Yeah. So Imagine. when you start to things like that, you start to question, yeah? I saw a program in the US where they were talking about Zambia and they said mm-hmm. Zambia is a poor country and they panned up on Findico House to show we don't even have skyscrapers, right? Yeah, and what do you call it? And, and then just showed the sky and they were trying to say, oh, it's not like New York. New York is such a small place. The only way they can build it up and they block out the sky. We have so yeah. much land. We have to build skyscrapers. So skyscrapers are not a function of civilization, right? They're a function of where a place is. If you go to Dubai and you see all of the skyscrapers, if they had 40% occupancy, that's amazing. Most of those buildings are not occupied, yeah? Yeah. And if you go through there at night, it feels like a cemetery. It feels dead because there's just no greenery anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Meanwhile, here we are taking down trees left, right, and center. Like really honestly, guys, yeah, know your history because then you yeah. can start to tell your own story, right? And you can yeah. start to you can start to rewrite the present so that our future is a lot better. 
another thing I'm very passionate about, as you can tell. I love, I love it. I love it. I mean, this could be like a whole segment on its own in, in the podcast, like part five of Gosa talking about why the quarters are telling our story. No, but but seriously, you've touched on, on elements that, you know, that one key thing, for example, looking back in our history and the things our ancestors knew, you know, already, you know, yeah. and then this being diluted with modernity and civilization from the West, ETC. I love, I love this breakdown that you just gave just now. Okay. I have two more final questions and I'm going to let you go. Thank you again, you know, before I forget to to, to thank you at the end, you know, because I'm just so grateful for you. I really am. Um, You know, you, you own Purple Temple. Yeah. And um, Mm -hmm. you talked, you alluded to, you know, some of the challenges, for example, working on a team. But, um, you know, what has the path of entrepreneurship been like for you? What are some of the challenges, you know, that you've faced, you know, being a a film uh, company, film production company owner, you know, in Zambia and director and producer? Well, for me, it's been, you know, sticking to the stories that I want to tell. So I'm an independent producer. So I only produce stories that I want to tell, right? Because of the amount of time that it takes, right? And how difficult it is to raise money. And also the way that I want, the the way that I do things, right? A lot of the time, you're not given enough money and you do things, you know, with a quick turnaround and they never quite turn turn out the way that they do. So, you know, I have the privilege and luxury to be able to, um, you know, to, to really take my time um, with things. And also, you know, tell stories that like people don't think to tell, but then when you talk to people, they're like, oh, you know, this is something that needs to be told. So it's not about being like, you know, uh, popular or, um, you know, um, sexy or whatever it is. It's about like what is needed, right? And yeah. then in the end, what is needed is what is wanted, you know? Um, uh, and then also just people telling me that I've wasted my life, that I had all of these opportunities and I've wasted them to just be who I am now, right? I could be so much more, right? Mm-hmm. And and because a lot of the stuff happens behind the scenes, like I'm working on a second football documentary with my production partner and, yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't do it. I, you know, somebody was like, oh, you could just create a series of football documentaries. I was like, if you see the way that I tell stories, like it has to be the right story. And it took a while to find the story and I can't reveal it yet because, um, yeah there's like nda stuff uh, no problem no problem we'll wait uh, <laughs> we will wait so like yeah like you know that th- that could happen like that could just pop from any moment and people be like oh well where did that come from but literally you know it has been like now five years of you know uh, working on that as well as with my uh, uh my other um passion project um eagles rising um mm-hmm. where i really just wanted to like push storytelling to it its limits and 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 challenge myself by being more personal about the way I tell a story about Zambia because I was mm-hmm. removed from the story um, when I told 18 because you know I'm not a footballer um, yeah but just when you're talking about what is it like to be a Zambian today and what do I feel about Zambia and where do I think it's going you know that is personal to me as it is to every Zambian you know and how do I tell how do I tell that story and 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 uh, you know how do I um, how do I get people to, to really start to think and, and to have the hard conversations, right? And how do yeah. I put that together? So that's also been difficult because like that's, that's definitely a passion project and a lot of people, you know, don't get it. And I get that. Um, and so that has been um, very, um, very slow going. 
And then also, you know, just saying no, like a lot of the time people would take things, right? And then, you know, when you, when you say yes to something, you are validating something, even when it's wrong. And a lot of stuff is financed um, by foreign entities. And a lot of stuff is, for, that is financed by development and aid and grants. And mm-hmm. they usually want a particular slant, which, which um, natu- naturally taints the story. Right, because yeah. it means you can't tell the story the way you want to. You have to incorporate female empowerment or sexual yeah. abuse or something yeah. like. And, and and so then what happens is a lot of people play into that, right? Yeah. So they'll play into the AIDS story, even though there is there's nothing to do with AIDS. I was told yeah. I would get money if I put AIDS in the story about um, the Zambian national football team. What did well, AIDS have to do with like a born air disaster? Like <laughs> honestly, like really, like. And that's why a lot of the time when you watch stuff, you feel like there's something wrong with it because usually the money comes if you say, yes, I will put this in it, right? Yeah. And then it yeah. just messes up the flow of things. And so yeah. that means I've, I've, I've also had to turn down, turn down um, uh, you know, uh, a, a lot of things. And, and that, that actually brings me to, you know, the pin tweet that you mentioned earlier. Well, I would save it for later. I don't know whether that's your last question or whether I can yeah. talk about it now. Close. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. okay. Let me, before you, you, you get to the pin tweet, okay. Um, you know, um, you talking about being on social media and I think you use social media very well. You know, you, you, you alluded to why. You know, so why do you think it's important for you uh, as a brand, as a business, as the owner of, of Purple Temple Film Production Company? Why why is, is having a social media presence important? And what one key tip would you give someone who's um, who's aspiring to like, OK, I want to have my film business out there. OK, so what, what can I do? Well, it's important because it's like an instant platform to tell your story. Right. Uh-huh. I always tell people, tell your story and you never know who to reach and what will come for it, from it. And yeah. literally, like, you know, I got my job TV presenting uh, the history, culture and, and natural beauty portions because I was on social media just, you know, giving myself my own history lesson and sharing what I learned. And because of yeah. that, it was like the only person that I know that has like that kind of knowledge as well as like the media and communication skills to be able to like pull this off in a short period of time is gossip because it was all out there on 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 online i met my production partner um uh you know online um Mm -hmm. and a lot of my opportunities when you see oh yes i'm speaking to this person or i'm 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 talking to you know this university or whatever it all comes from you know online and people just seeing the consistency in my story the things that i'm passionate about and me continuing to learn and grow and share um and, Mm -hmm. and communicate um, uh, and I will say this for me, like there is no brand, right? Cause a brand means that you are, um, limiting yourself. So for yeah. example, like you Colgate, right? Yeah. You know, it's a toothpaste, you know, it comes in this box, you know, it has these properties, right? Right. Yeah. But like, if then you say, Hey, use this toothpaste to clean your floors, you'll be like, mm, no, how? right. So how, so for me, there is no brand. <laughs> Right? Yeah, so okay. anything that you see like out there, right, is consistent because my story is consistent, right? So, yeah. you know, me calling my company Purple Tembo. I lo- my favorite color is purple. I love elephants. It is not a stretch. I do not have to force myself into this little box to fit this brand that I'm putting out to people. Right now, in fact, yeah. I'm even dressed purple very easily because it's accessible in my wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
there is no effort in trying to to become this person or present myself in in, in a certain way because whatever I put out is authentic to me and is a part of my story. It's consistent with my story. So for me, I, unless, unless you're like, you know, you are creating a product, which yes, needs to be branded and needs to say, this is what it does and this is how you can use it. As a person, you need to decide what is public and what is private. And once yeah. you create those boundaries, right? Share whatever you want publicly and share whatever uh, and keep whatever you want to yourself. There are a lot of things that like people don't know about me, right? Yeah, people think that I share a lot. It looks like I share a lot, but I yeah. share enough in a, in a very deep way that allows mm. me to keep a lot of my life very, 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 very private. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So people, you know, people will be shocked when they find out like this person is my relative, and it's not because I'm hiding. It's because yeah. you know what, like family, like why do I need to share with you that? Like for me, like. It, it, it doesn't lend itself to, to, to my work in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in any way. But if it did, I, you know, I, I would share it. Also, you know, I just have the thing about like sharing children for me, yeah. like just because I know like where those photos end up. Just so you know, your photos, they end up on the dark web. They end up on porn sites, uh, yeah. you know, pick them up so know that when you when you post pictures of your children you have no idea what people are doing with that stuff and it's it, it is scary like the things that pedophiles and like sexual de- deviants do i i i also yeah. as you can see people catfish they start to claim that they're their children yes <laughs> I, oh man the internet I, is such is so many weirdos oh my word <laughs> It's, it's such a, a difficult place. So that's so that's why you don't see children on my TL. So yes, I have like family, nieces, nephews, whatever, but you will not see them because one, they're not my children. And two, even if they were my children, I still wouldn't post them because I know yeah. what people do with those images. Yeah. Right? And, so, we, and like, we learn, uh, sorry, yeah, I cut you off. Yeah. No, 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 go ahead. And, and, we, and we learn every day. I mean, there's examples, uh, people claiming celebrity children, uh, case in point, the person who's claimed somebody's son this morning, you know, so, but I love the aspect that you said, you know, about remembering about the brand. Yes. If it's a product that you want to sell. Yes. But you as a person, mm, 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 mm. but I think just looking at your profile, you know, everything that you said, the being consistent with your message and, you know, ETC, I think there's, there's a lesson in there too. You know, just watching how your your profile is lined up. So now you can talk about the pin tweet because I want to ask you about any recent projects that you're talking uh, talking about that you're working on um, that you would like to share with us. You know, um, please let people know. Let us know what are you doing. What have you been doing? You know, the pin tweet, for example. Tell us about that. Well, unfortunately, there are a couple of things that are like almost about uh, to kick off, but I can't mention them because once again, you know, uh, NDAs. Okay, no problem, no problem, no problem. But, um, you know, with the pin tweet, um, last year I got the opportunity to coordinate the voiceover production and translation uh, for um, Once a Story, which is a, a story about how to um, get safe abortions and the lessons learned from uh, uh, teenagers who get um, who, who try to um, abort on, on their, their, their own um, uh, and uh, you know, it was 
for me, like, because, like, you know, sexual education is not really given in schools because Zambia is a Christian nation. And yet Mm -hmm. we know that, like, you know, young girls, you know, are, you know, are having, you know, sexual encounters earlier and earlier and a lot of the time it's either because they're being tricked by somebody older or worse you know it's, it's some sort of assault um it was like for me I'm like I don't see why a, a, a girl's um life should end right yeah and whether you're yeah. pro-choice or not like this is not about whether you're pro-choice or pro-life this is about like if somebody makes a decision for themselves can they be armed with the information to do it in the safest way possible Right. And I am pro, pro-choice um, uh, and, you know, particularly for young girls, uh, like yeah. I'm even more pro-choice. So um, I was like, yes, I want to do this. Um, and so, uh, you know, got a, a lovely group of, of, of Zambians. We worked on, on it together, created the English and uh, the um, Nyanja version. And I was actually mm-hmm. able to participate in the English version. I am Wupe and the nurse. But I was not, yes. I, I couldn't do the Nyanja version because when, <laughs> when I spoke, everyone was like, you sound like a Catholic nun. No. <laughs> you sounded like a Muzungu. <laughs> no way. Who said that? So I had to, no, it, 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 no, 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 but it's true. Like the thing is, is that, like, I'm not even upset about it. Like, this is also like a lesson in, like, you don't have to do everything. So if you're not the right person, step back. Because the point is yeah. it had to sound authentic. Right, yeah. So if mm-hmm. there was a role of a Catholic nun, I could have played the Catholic nun. However, yeah. there was no role for Catholic nun, right? And, yeah. and so no, it didn't it didn't work. Uh, so I just directed. <laughs> okay. Um and oh, then you know, uh, we, we sent it over back to England, they animated it and everything, and I thought nothing of it. I was just like, Oh, they're just gonna tell me when they distributed it to whoever it was here in Zambia that was going to use it um, to educate young girls. And then, you know, I just got an email like about a month ago saying, oh, you know, um, we have been shortlisted for the World Health Organization Film for Health Awards. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so that's what the pinned tweet is about. Like, please go and watch Once's Story on YouTube, like it, uh, comment on it, share it, because like that will help um, uh, towards us winning, hopefully. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a pleasant, it, w- it was a pleasant surprise um, because huh? you know I wasn't, you know I I I was just a part of the team. I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't a, a leader in the project, so I had no idea that it, you know, it had been, you know, it had been entered um, or, or that it even qualified. I didn't even know that the World Health Organization had Film for Health <laughs> awards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh wow. Yeah, so that's, so that's what the pin tweet is about and so like up until May you can um you know th- that's when uh you know interaction with the video um has uh any uh, effect so please 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 support All right, all right. we're we're, start, we're getting into um sharing mode. Um but yes um I mean that was that was the last thing I wanted to ask you and again I want to say a big big thank you um for you making the time i appreciate it i'm so glad that you persisted on uh you know third time is a charm you know because it it went smoothly um so thanks again thank you very much for coming to shimika conmigo ngosa we appreciate you i appreciate you um and yeah so gracias 
no de nada. <laughs> it was my pleasure. Um, I, you know, I, I, I really, um, I, I really respect people like you who are taking the time to document, um, you know, uh, who we are in our diversity, um, you know, through through podcasts and and and, and on YouTube and things. Uh, it's so important. Um, every little bit helps. Um, yeah. And you know, it's it's really. Um, it's really interesting to listen to all of these different things and find out things and uh, that people are doing that we didn't, um, we didn't even know about. Um, mm. It's so important. So, you know, I would even urge people who are listening, like, you know, start that podcast, you know, start that YouTube channel, um, you know, even if it's just in your stories daily or like in your tweets or fleets or your Instagram posts on Facebook or whatever, just, just do the little things that like make you happy, like that um, that you feel that you want to do. Like you don't need anybody's position, uh, uh, permission. That's the beauty mm-hmm. of it. You can create your own platform. Um, you know whether you, whether it's a hobby or whether you decide like this is going to be something that I do professionally. Yeah. Um, it's all really, really, really important and it's highly appreciated. Um, and you know, I I love I love. Um, indulging in all of that content it really informs what I do so I really appreciate people who take the time to do this especially in their spare time because some of yeah. us like I said are lazy <laughs> <laughs> I'm a no, no. Like, I am happy to be a podcast guest but to host a podcast oh god like I'm just like this the stress of it all like oh my dear I'm like yeah no that is, that is beyond I, I, I'm not yes I'm not going to share all of the background stress la-di-da but you know what um it's it's nice to to have the content out there and something that we we've talked about on this um on this episode is you know the importance of our stories so you coming on my platform and giving me a chance to talk to a, a not, you're the second woman in film that I'm talking to, it's such an honor. It's such a pleasure, you know. It makes me so proud because I'll be like, you know, Zambia, yes, 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 yes. We've got copper, yes, 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 yes. We're amazing like that. But also, have you heard the stories of these two women? So thanks again. I appreciate you. Take care of yourself, por favor. Cuídate, yeah? Oh, of course. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that self-care and self-love is number one. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> all, all day every day the biggest lessons of my of my 30s was like no 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 you know we're starting to get old here uh, so even though black don't crack um you know on the inside there's a few creaks starting <laughs> so, so, we, we, so we tried to make sure that like mentally and physically you know we are still you know we, we are still uh we're still okay uh, what's the word yeah, still okay, yeah. <laughs> right. that, that's also a valuable lesson there. So um, everyone, that was Ngosa Chungu. She gave an absolutely amazing interview and we are grateful to her. Ta- I will tag all of her social media links in the description box of this podcast episode so you can follow her and check her out. Until next time, bye. And that was part two of my interview with Ngosa Chungu. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Please remember to share the interview links on your socials with your friends if you found any value in the information that was shared today. I personally enjoyed this interview and I hope you did too. I will catch you in my next Shimika 
Conmigo episode. And I hope that you have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. 1,000 Awesome Zambians by La Zambiana. Tell your story. Own your story.